Hello, my fanist friends. Welcome to my podcast feed. Powered by ACAS Plus, here's a joke from my son. What did the bum say to the other bum? That's a bummer. You know, not for everyone. Uh, so, uh, look, thanks to everyone who's come to see the previews of Can I Have My Ball Back. It's been going really, really well, and uh, I'm really pleased with how the show's turning out. It's officially on tour now from Wednesday. I'll be at the Leicester Square Theatre. A couple of tickets left. Lots of press coming to that one. It'd be lovely to sell out, but there are a few other London gigs not selling as well. So if you're going to come to London... Maybe look up those other London gigs. And then this week I'll be in St Albans on Thursday, Gloucester on Friday, Chorley on Saturday, which is sold out. You can join the waiting list. And Glasgow on Sunday, two shows. I think the earlier show is sold out. Check with the venue, but the later show has some availability. Come along if you can. If you enjoy these podcasts and like them being free, then the great way to pay me back is to buy a ticket to a show or buy a download or a book from gofasterstripe.com. But you can just keep listening for free as well. That pays me back also. So, you know, no no pressure. But I'd love to see you there. If you just know me from the podcast and don't know me as a stand-up, I'm pretty good as a stand-up. It's a good show. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's only made about seven men faint so far. So, you know, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Let's sit back, relax and enjoy whichever podcast you're listening to now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who is a guilty feminist. It's Richard Herring! You're much better than last week's audience. They were alone. So, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's Richard Harry's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. But I, I was hanging out with uh, the Blazing Squad. Uh, remember them? They're always hanging out together. We were at the crossroads. That's where we were. That's where they, they love it down there. Uh, they call it Rahela so I don't know if that's going to catch on. Uh, and uh, uh, thanks very much for coming along. Thank you very much to uh, Thomas Eels. Where are you, Thomas? There you are. Hello, you're not wearing your hat. How's the, how's the champagne? This is another of our fantastic uh, VIP guests sitting further back than you. You did, you did well, didn't you? Uh, still here from last week. That's what I love about you. Uh, how you. How's the champagne going down? That's the finest. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Did you get who got the most uh, from the back? Is, is, it, is it finished or is there still some more? 
It's all gone, yeah. Good work, good work. Uh, so let's, let's see who else we've got here in the audience tonight. Any new people? What's, what's your name, madam? Tamara. Tamara? You're eating something, aren't you? It's an, in, it's an inappropriate moment. I'm going to want to make sure I get this on video. Hold on. I should have prepared this before. I could have done a joke about tomorrow, but I didn't. I'm bigger than that. So, uh, it's, uh, what, what, what do you do for a living tomorrow? Um, I teach kids who are excluded from school. Wow. Just <laughs> absolutely got me. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you with your wonderful job. That's nice. She teaches kids who are excluded from school. So let's give her a round of applause for being very nice. What did this, what did this chance to do? Look at him. He's... You don't teach kids who are excluded from school, do you? What's your name? My name's Graham. Graham, are you, are you with Tamara? I am, yeah. Yeah, done well as well. Uh, and uh, what, what's your job? Is it do you kill puppies? Stamp, <laughs> stamp puppies there, but it's all right because my girlfriend, wife, partner, friend. Yeah, I manage a restaurant. You manage a restaurant? Which restaurant is it? Do you want to give it a plug? It's, uh, it's called The Beach House. Is it? The, the Beach House? The Beach House in Beckensfield. In Beckensfield. When next time, in, if I come in, can I have a free... What kind of food do you do? Um, we do... Mediterranean. You seem not sure of what you do. That took you a while to. Is it just basic slop? I'm kind of trying, trying to discuss. It's just in a big pan. We do Mediterranean food in Beaconsfield. I'm not going to go there, am I? It's not worth. You're not even going to give me a free meal. What's your favourite dish of food you've ever cooked? Guys, what are you thinking about it? A duck. <laughs> I'm French backstage. I'm talking, wasting my time talking to you. So um, let's crack straight on. Are we going to welcome uh, someone uh, who is, she's probably best known as Pong Whiffy from Pong Whiffy. She was also Mrs. Beaver in the line, the witch in the wardrobe. I think that might be the porn version. And uh, of course, the baker's wife in The Adventures of a No-Go is Dawn French, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and so, I um, can't believe it. I've been trying to get you up. can't believe it. Feet don't touch the ground. <laughs> Come on. It's not Short my, legs, Miss Piggy. Nearly terrible. all my guests are way taller than me, so it's great to have you on. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we need to go to Specsavers. <laughs> I'm very tall. Yeah. And willowy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember much about Pong Whiffy? Pong Whiffy? I do know. It's a... It's a <laughs> It's a witch, isn't it? I know that. Is it an animation? I only look up the uh, IMDb and that's as far as I go with yeah, the research yeah, for I that. I think it was animation. Yeah, it was so, an yeah. animation. It was a while yeah. back. It was yeah, a while back. And, the, and uh, Mrs. Beaver? Mrs. Beaver, I gave my beaver, yes, <laughs> to um, uh, Ray Winston's Mr. Beaver. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, course, that was yes. good, yeah. yeah. That's not too bad, is yeah. it? Yeah, and we showed it to Prince Charles. Oh. Showed my beaver to Prince Charles. <laughs> it was it because it had a royal opening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going there. Bring not the going tone there. down. Not coming down that lane with you. Uh, what about the? I don't remember the Adventures of Pinocchio. Yeah, I do. God, wife. I do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was the yes, the baker's wife in yeah. that. It was quite low cut. It was all a bit, was you know. About, yeah. Um, uh, yes, I went to Czechoslovakia to uh, to Prague to film oh, that's it. That's nice. Yeah, it was good. Loads of cake involved and a um, small puppet. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Landau was in it. Martin Landau was yeah, in it. From Space 1999. Yeah. Who, right? who also dated Marilyn Monroe. Did he? 
He did, yeah. But he would come to work and take off that wig and put on that wig. <laughs> you know, put one down, put another one on. That's good. Yeah, I probably ruined it for Martin Landau. And <laughs> All you hairy Martin going, Landau lovers. Martin, Martin Landau's still going, isn't he? Hope so, Hope so. isn't he? I think he is. Yeah. It's like Windsor Davis. It's, you, can't, you can't tell, yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Surprising to find. It's like uh, when I found out Dario Fo had died. I thought, well, Dario Fo was still Dario alive. Dario The playwright? Yeah, he died recently, but Did I, he? I sort of assumed he'd been dead for about 50 years. Did you? It was like, we had Speaks very back. highly of you. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Perry, you know, like him. So yeah. it's, it's. This has like, been a sad year. Don't start because it's just too sad. It is, There's just too many gone. My cat died last week as well. Yeah, add, my dog died. The... Trump you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, dog trumps cat every time. To watch my cat die. I had to watch it happen. Did you? Yeah. They made, they forced me to watch <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Uh, <laughs> didn't raise the shit. Did you put it in a liquidizer? <laughs> I did. No, I've never, I've never seen anything die in front of my eyes before. Haven't you? No. What age of a man are I'm you? I'm 49 years old. I see my first dead body this year, like a human being. Yeah. That wasn't the cat. And, uh, yeah. and my cat died and they put, injected it. So my wife was in the audience. She'll be really upset that I brought this up. Uh, so um, we're, we're heartbroken. Uh, so let's talk about... <laughs> little I know. Oh, yeah. Comedy helps you to get through it, does. it, doesn't it? Did you go on stage the same night like Joan Rivers? <laughs> I couldn't go on because I hadn't booked, too sad. hadn't booked anything in. So it would have been, <laughs> been inappropriate. <laughs> up a furball tonight yeah. in honour of your cat, I would, I would I just, admire you forever. I, you know, but it's like when people's pets die and they go on Facebook and talk all about it, yeah. I you know, it's pathetic but I do sort of understand it as well. Yeah. Look at me talking about it. Did you do it. that? Did no, you I didn't. Do I, that? I did write a long blog about, about it. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Tart. I cashed in, yeah. No, for no money. Uh, <laughs> let's start talking about... You know, well, I'm very excited. Uh, we've met before, yeah. uh, but quite a long time ago. And yeah. uh, uh, I was quite rude to you one time. I would like to apologise. Yeah, I, I kind of was, <laughs> I, I was overawed at meeting you, as I am now. Yeah. So I'll be rude again. Don't be. Uh, and, uh, and you were very, very nice. And you shouted, oh, it's Richard Herring from Cheddar. It was like in 1995 yes. or something. And then I was said, it at a party? It, it, it was at a party, or maybe a cha- I think we were doing a charity gig together. Oh, okay, so okay, we're great, yeah. We're good people. Yeah. And then I said to you, it's nice to meet you, but you are the enemy, I think is what I said to you. What did you mean by well, that? Well, I think because I, I was trying to be cool. <laughs> no, <there's> that. <laughs> I think it's just as a younger generation, you know, it's like the next generation of comedians back, which is ridiculous because I was a, just an obsessive fan yeah. of everything you did. Yeah. And so I was. So I what think you I was were really to trying to say is, why don't you die <laughs> and <laughs> make Literally. room for the likes of me. So I'd like to apologise for that thing I don't that you don't remember. remember. Until now. now I'm <laughs> fucking furious. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a massive fan. Of, I mean, that, that whole generation of the kind of 80s comedy, the, the comic strip and the stuff you were doing at the comedy store and um, uh, was, you know, that was... The, the, the young ones, was, yeah. was, which you were in. I was in, briefly. Yeah. I, um, I was an Easter bunny. You were? And I was a person who got squashed by a sandwich <laughs> somewhere. As I think um, uh, uh, she wasn't from the Sally Army. Who are the people that there came around? I think it was the Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness. Witness. Weirdly, That's it, yeah. Dep- yeah. Last week, Depp was a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Uh, so that's another coincidence. But yeah, so yeah. you were, and I, I was thinking about it. I think arguably you and Jennifer, who are both in the young ones, are the most successful people who, from the young ones. 
Do you think so? Well, I think you've had the most long-lasting career of anyone in the who was in that show. Well, mm, God, I don't even think to measure it like that. I always think of Rick as the kind of shiniest star, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, not star star, like, you know, old-fashioned version of star, but like a shiny person um, from those days. And Aid, actually. Yeah, and, and yeah. Lexi. But they, well, they're, I'm, I'm not knocking any of these But people. they're not, just not as great as I girls are. I just think are. you and Jennifer have done, you know, you've, gone, you've had like a constant career. We just refuse to go away. <laughs> that's the thing. And, you know, you've, you've worked for that in the entire 30 years. Yeah, that's true. And in fact, still, yes, that's and right. And are still at the top of your game. Well, are we? Yeah, <laughs> You know, doors close quite a lot these days yeah. um, when it comes to telly and stuff. You know, I have ideas where I think, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Of course we have to do that. Oh, you don't want it. Oh, all right. I feel quite disappointed about that. But yeah. then there's a sort of halcyon time, isn't there, when you're a bit younger, yeah. where, where doors are open and it's up to you to choose which one you take. Yeah. But, um, and then you get a bit older and who <laughs> goes... Sorry, I don't think that. I think we've done that before. Somebody else more, more attractive I can't that. believe that's true. Well, sometimes that does happen. Yeah. It does happen. But that's a good thing. Yeah. I think it's quite sort of sobering. And, and probably the ideas aren't as good. Maybe. But you keep, some are. Some are. Well, I think you've done really... What, what's, you've, you've always been included in the, in the next generation. You were in Psycheville yeah. and, you know, and uh, Little Britain. Yeah. And so you've always been a presence throughout, that's which true. I think sometimes that's people true. can be like a big... You know, I think Rick, in a way, was a massive star because he yeah. was so... Yeah. Huge. It was very hard for him yeah. to ever live up to that. He was like he, he was like um, he, he was the shiniest person in the room. If you yeah. were in the room with him, you know that that that's what it was like to be around Rick. He was very funny, and loud, and entertaining, and very loving, and all of that. So that he, it's a massive loss. Yeah, a massive loss. Yeah. Um, sorry to sorry bring, bring it down. As bad as sorry, it's not, obviously as not as, as much as, as you can. Cat? No, no, no not as bad as the cat. <laughs> Um, but and then the comic strip as well, which was the first day of Channel Four started. Yeah. So I was a very excited, whatever, however old I was then, yeah, quite tiny. old. Uh, and uh, the five went five go mad in Dorset. Yeah, that's right. But that the, the comic strip like did a huge amount of stuff on yeah. TV. But you see, nobody. Well, I suppose Pete probably had intention with all of it. But the rest of us, it was a sort of happy accident, really. Yeah. We, you know, Jennifer and I never intended to be doing any of that. It was no. just luck that we turned up at the right time. They definitely needed women at the comic strip. Yep. They were desperate, in fact, for women to come along because it was so un-PC not to have women on the, on the bill. Yeah. And there were no other women doing anything much. Yeah. There was the odd um, performance artist, but there wasn't really... Uh, there weren't many other uh, stand-ups at the time. Pauline Melville, yeah. a little bit. Um, but, um, so they were, actually, we, we could have done anything. <laughs> But we had bosoms, and so we were in. You know, it was as simple as that. But you auditioned for that when you met uh, Jennifer. Well, we auditioned, but literally, yeah. as we opened our mouths, that, that was it. We were in. We were in. We, it didn't matter what we did at all. And in fact, what we did was pretty bad <laughs> for the first year or so. But then you're the best ones out of it, so there, well, yeah, there you go. Thanks. Uh, Maybe we just learned slowly. We're like bottom feeders. <laughs> you know, they go slowly and pick it up as you go along. It's a strange thing, though, that you've met, you met at drama school. We did. And didn't like each other that much to begin with, but then... We did, but we were both training to be teachers. Yeah. But Jennifer, again, was there by accident. Yeah. She uh, thought going to drama school meant you got tickets for the theatre. <laughs> That's what she was doing on the course. Um... <laughs> 
I was absolutely... I, I'd had such a huge crush on my drama teacher at school. I just wanted to be her. So I wanted to go to the same school she went to and do her job. Right. Um, and, you know, in a slightly sinister, stalkery <laughs> way. And so I, um, I did that. I just applied for exactly the same drama school she went to for the teaching course. Yeah. And Jennifer happened to be on it. Yeah. Yeah. And you both had a kind of RAF family background. We did, yeah. So She's from the posh end of RAF. And I'm, <laughs> right. I'm from the oik end of <laughs> RAF. But nevertheless, you know, we're together on that, definitely. And we have employed people purely because they've been part of the RAF. Right. I know, it's a, a ferocious, ridiculous, pointless loyalty. <laughs> it's worse than the Oxbridge Mafia, the RAF yeah, that's comedy right. yeah. mafia. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, the, the Oxbridge lot were the others. Yeah. They were the others. I mean, our lot, uh, some of them went to Manchester. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, there's no Oxbridge lot amongst us. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Nothing so you against them. You no, understand? They're, they're wonderful. I've learned to love them with, with uh, time. But you, uh, so you had a choice basically to, to carry on being a teacher or go yeah. to Australia with the comic strip. Yeah, yeah, I did. And in fact, I, I have to, I have to remember a fantastic headmistress. I was a teacher at was well, I was a sort of. Um, a sub-teacher at um, Parliament Hill School for Girls. And uh, the, the head teacher, who was the head of the drama department, uh, wanted to leave. And so, in fact, I had an amazing opportunity to suddenly become the head of the department right. after my first probationary year as a teacher. Right. So this was, like, fantastic chance. But I was moonlighting and working at the comic strip at night. So I was teaching during the day. Jennifer quite often would come to the school yeah. and we quickly run through something because, listen, we were this thick. We thought we had to change the material every night. <laughs> we didn't notice that it was actually the audience that changed it. <laughs> that, that's how pathetically sad we were. So we were coming up with <laughs> new and very bad sketches every day, whatever we could think of in the five minutes at the end of school time, yeah. down in the drama studio. And we get in my little Ford Cortina and drive into Soho and you just, you know, just stones throw from here yeah. and get on stage at the Raymond's Review Bar there. Yeah. But um, I hadn't told anyone at the school that I was moonlighting at night, obviously. And um, eventually we got the chance to go on tour to Australia as a group of us. Yeah. And so I had to make a big decision then. But I had kids that were about to take exams and I felt massively loyal to them. Anyway, I went to see the headmistress. And I kind of fessed up that I'd been working at night time and that I had this chance. And she made the decision for me. Really? She, who needed me to stay because she was just about to lose the head of her drama department, just yeah. said, uh, this would not be right if you were prevented from doing it and you've got a job here if you want it when you come back. Aww. So thank God for that woman. <laughs> that She was so selfless and, you know, yeah. helped me to decide. It's, it's, it is amazing how, like, little, you know, moments like that can... Yeah. Because yeah, actually, if she had said, don't you think yeah. that you owe it to these kids that you've been working with for the yeah. last year? Of course I would have stayed there. Of course I would have. Yeah. Not that, I, mean, I suppose missing out on that tour might not have meant that I would have missed out on everything no. else afterwards, but it would have been a significant part. How do you think you would have, if you'd been a teacher your whole yeah. life, do you yeah. think you'd have enjoyed that life? Uh, yes, actually, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I, mean, I, I loved it. I love teaching, and I'd like to do it again. Although I'm so out of the loop of it now. But I'd like to do it mainly sitting down yeah. with well-behaved people. Do you think it'd be difficult going back to schools and everyone going, "Why are you here? Yes, You're what are you doing here? You're the vicar of Dibley. What, what, what are you doing <laughs> trying to teach me about drama?" Well, I'd really like to do. I'd really, really love to do. And I used to do it when my kid was little. Is I'd like to go and sit and help little kids to do reading. Yeah, I'd love that because they sort of um, trust you, don't they? Yeah. Foolishly. <laughs> 
for instance, they think you know how to read. <laughs> and I can't do joined up, but I can do capitals. Yeah. Um, and I really like, I was reading your book, uh, Dear Fatty, on holiday a, f- uh, a few oh years ago. Oh, God, you it poor thing. Out. You've had to do so much was, research. No, Sorry. I did this, I did this oh, in my yeah, own Oh, that was time. voluntary. Well, I, I read it on holiday, and I, I, I found it just, um, it's so honest, and, uh, and you're a very forgiving person, I think. And it, I felt like it was amazing, but I had just before read Peter Kay's autobiography. Oh, right. So I think it might have been a little bit just who is not someone who is just forgiving. Or, very forgiving or thinks that anyone other than him is amazing. So it might just have been might just have been that. But it's it's a bit it's obviously what you're doing partly with your new show, the the thirty million minutes. Yes. Uh, show it's, yeah. it's, it's a very I've honest got to looking... stop talking about myself eventually <laughs> no. we just filmed that show the other week and so that's kind of the end of that now I mean I wrote it when I was 56 I'm 59 now but I wrote it when I was 56 uh, that was 30 million minutes and after that it's been a, just a complete lie <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be asked to change the poster to be honest and I loved all the noughts um, but it's, it's more minutes than that now but um, yeah we, t- we toured that show in this country and we toured it in Australia and New Zealand and, but I got a kind of weird vertigo while yeah, I was doing was the show it's yeah. bloody weird I don't know if anyone's ever had vertigo or kind of labyrinthitis or something but it's a very bizarre thing that yep. kind of uh, well literally tips your world upside down literally you feel like you are swimming it's very odd and that started to happen to me when I was doing the show yeah. partly because there was a screen behind me and it was lit from the sides and so you know, looking at darkness on a raked stage and lit from the side kind of retina singeing lights on the side and it just sent my head into a complete spin yeah. so I spent most of the tour really not knowing <laughs> what way was up or down and trying to stand up and I just I mean you know I'm, I'm, I know I'm not tall you've rubbed it in but I know I'm not and I'd spend most of the show like this very legs are wide like, <laughs> trying to stay upright like that so I didn't want to film it whilst I felt so rubbish so um, I waited until that went and we filmed it last week right. why am I telling you that oh because quite a lot of what I've been doing is just um, my own story if you yeah. like and I use my own story to try and, you know, try and connect with people. Because I'm pretty sure my story isn't that remarkable. It's just, it's everybody else's story, too, one way or the other. Yeah. You don't get to be 59 without some shit hitting the fan <laughs> to you. And, and the same thing was true in that autobiography. Although yeah. I feel like that's quite out of date now, in a funny way, because it finishes, obviously, yeah. six, seven years ago. Of course, yeah, so, yeah. And lots has happened to me in, the, <laughs> yes. in that time. Yeah, but I think that's it. It's, I think, well, that's what kind of good comedy is about, is about honesty, I think, really. Yeah. And cocks. Cocks. And, and cocks. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, if you're longer, you can sort of mix those together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, obviously, if you've got your own references of a hilarious cock, you, uh, <laughs> you should use it as often as you can. You're known as a hilarious cock. I am. That's, yeah. That's all I can do. With all my friends, anyway. <laughs> Kirsty Young made you cry in Desert Island Disc, so I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna, oh, I'm, I'm gonna try and, I'm gonna try and do that. Oh God, it was difficult. That was so difficult. Yeah. But again, and do you know what I forgot? And again, you know, really, I can have very senior moments sometimes. I didn't realise they would play the music. Yeah. On Desert Island Discs. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know. Uh, uh, I thought perhaps they might edit it in afterwards yeah. or whatever, but the music is so evocative, of course. So if you're saying this reminds me of my mum, who died recently, trumps your cat. Um, yeah, I'm an orphan, trumps your cat. Um, uh, you know, and, and then I played the music that reminds me of my mum. That was it, I was done. I was, yeah. you know, finished. 
Yeah. It was quite embarrassing. <laughs> and you've got Kirsty looking at you from across the table saying, compose yourself whenever you're ready. She loves it. I saw that's what she's... <laughs> All she's doing is trying to make people... She's always doing it. She's evil. No, she's not evil. She's kind and understanding, and that makes it even worse, and you're just dripping snot and sort of feeling sorry for yourself. It's pathetic. Um, And so in that show, you talk about... I think you talk about when you met the Queen Mother when you were a little girl. Yeah. How how weird is that, that that happened? I think it's because my my dad was a sergeant, and we were at Leckenfield... um, uh, air base, that's where we were based and uh, they, the, the Queen Mother was coming to visit and if she if you have any royal visit to a military base, they go and visit the officers and they go to the officers mess and they you know, hang around with the posh people at the other end, you've got yeah. the, you know, the houses with gardens all the way round <laughs> and um, uh, that, I think they wanted an oik a reliable <laughs> oik family that she could come and see and we were chosen as that, I suppose we were the you know son, daughter, the proper nuclear family, but nice and safe. Um, and, um, and, and she came, and she, she arrived in a big black car, which I found very upsetting, because I thought, surely... I mean, I was only four, and I thought, surely, um, she would be in a gold carriage. <laughs> surely, uh, and surely unicorns would be pulling the carriage. <laughs> so already very disappointed. Um, and then she got out of the car and had no crown on. What is the point? (laughs) What is the point of a queen without any of those things? All the ingredients were gone. Um, And then she she barrelled up the garden path towards us and we had been practising curtsying for three weeks. (laughs) By then, um, my brother brought shame on the family. He'd forgotten to washed the back of his neck, which he hadn't washed since he was born, I don't think. And then um, was doing very deep bowing and re- re- revealed the very dirty bit. But anyway, uh, we had brand new shoes, lovely Clark's red shoes, I remember that. Um, did the curtsying, and then she smiled at us, and she had black teeth. The Queen Mother had black teeth. Why? Why can't, can't they afford to dentists or what? Or the other? I think, I know this sounds weird, I think they were wooden. Yeah. <laughs> the human costumes they wore back then weren't as good as the ones they had. Would they have been wooden? <laughs> Is there anyone here who knows about teeth? How, how long ago did people abandon wooden teeth? Well, I think Abraham, did Abraham Lincoln or George Washington have wooden teeth? It was one of the American Well, Elizabethans had, had them, yeah, but she was, you know... She was after that. Um, <laughs> they, if they were wooden, though, she could have made them white, though, couldn't she? She could have. I don't, I don't think she'd have bothered. She'd just, just varnished them. Yeah. But anyway, she, she had black teeth, and it terrified me. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're, if you're just under four years old, black teeth equals witch, and yeah. that's what I thought. I thought, a, a, a witch is coming in our house, and nobody's doing anything about this. <laughs> Get her out. So... Um, I decided not to look at her so that I would not be poisoned by the, you know, a, a witch looking at you directly in the eye. And I clung to my dad's leg like a sort of randy terrier <laughs> and didn't leave my dad's leg. He just had to walk around with me attached to his leg for the whole of the rest of her visit. Unbelievable. But, but what was amazing was when I came to tell this, uh, this story in, in my show, um, we found some footage that the you know if you if you've been in the RAF there is there is um, well, there's your military record yeah. um, but there was there was like Pathé news like the, the the station 
cinematographer must have taken this. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Royals coming to visit. So um, they had moving footage of this wow. weird moment <laughs> where the Queen Mother came into our house and there's my dad, there's my mum, and there's me at three years and nine months and my brother in his dirty neck <laughs> and the Queen with her black teeth. And it's very <laughs> odd to see, you know, especially when your parents aren't around anymore. It's weird to see everybody alive and vibrant and young, yeah. young, attractive people. Your parents. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, I, I wanted to say about the comic strip that I, there's a, something I still say all the time from the comic strip that's a quote from you. I don't know if you remember this. Not when I'm having sex. Don't be so lucky. Not when me. I'm having sex, but you... I can't even remember which one it's in, but there's a bit where you went, mm, yeah, do it that way when you're having sex with someone. I say that all the time. <laughs> mm, yeah, do it that way. Do you remember the one I mean? Do you remember that one? Mm. Are you feeling uncomfortable? I am. <laughs> do people, do compromise. Do people come up to you in the street and say that to you? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do no it. No one says that. Yeah, do it that way. I, I, always did, say, I still I say, say it. I did say, oh, Timmy, you're so licky. I yeah, did say I that. I remember that. Yeah. Well, I knew, but I loved that. Try, why don't you try that instead? No, that's, that seems inappropriate. Uh, it's, uh, there was a great bit in, um, I think it was the second Five Go Mad, where there was a lady on the beach who had a kind of string vest on she, yes. yeah that was oh, my yes. favourite my favourite oh bit. she was a gorgeous like a model <laughs> yeah yes the boys were very excited about her <laughs> yeah I can't, I can't I, I'm sorry I can't remember her name I honestly can't remember anything no I, 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 I was saying to you back there that I did no drugs whatsoever, which I regret massively now. Um, but, and, I, and I am intending to do loads of drugs when yeah. I'm much older. So I think it'd be cheaper, wouldn't it, for a yeah. start? You know, like a feeble old body <laughs> and a bit of crack more cocaine would go, go together really quite well, wouldn't it? Though isn't being old just mainly about sitting around staring at stuff anyway, so that's most of what well, drugs but... is like... <laughs> You know, with some hot drugs coursing yeah. through your veins, I should think it would add to it, add to the fun of being old. You live in Cornwall, there must be magic mushrooms all over the place. There are, but I've never looked for them. Have yeah. you? I did once take magic mushrooms. Did you? Yeah. And? Uh, Glastonbury. I, I think I've told the story before, but I, um, uh, I, I saw... Oh, like, a, it made my heart... I was listening to African music, and my heart suddenly started beating in a really weird way, and I thought I was dying. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd eat... I'd eat... I'd never take drugs either. And apart from this occasion, yeah. uh, and uh, I'd, I'd had a couple. Well, they were all right. They make you feel a bit like buzzy, and it's fine. So I ate loads of magic mushrooms. Did you? Yeah, because I thought they were. Yeah, then oh, I see they're a bit. You this know, is nothing. Yeah, you not, and then like suddenly, this African drums came in, and I thought yeah. my heart was going to explode. <laughs> so I had to be taken away to a safe zone. <laughs> and, uh, but I remember sort of sitting in a fit. And it was sort of twilight, and there was a man. I, I thought the devil was masturbating with a piece of meat. Yeah. <laughs> No, that actually was happening. Well, it could have been that. That was happening. But there was a great bit when I was I hate just... it when that happens, don't you? I, I, was, <laughs> I was lying down looking at the sky, and it felt like the sky was the sea, and I was fl- flying above the... like miles away. It was fun. Yeah, that was magic great. magic mushrooms sound yeah, good. Yeah, give it a go. I'm up for that. Where, where'd you find those? Are they on the mall? A man gave it to me. No, I, I bought a bag of them off someone. Did you? Yeah, a glass you of twist. <laughs> <laughs> They're just grown in the ground for free. The danger of magic mushrooms, if you pick them yourself, is that they might be different kind of mushrooms or toadstools, and then you yeah, die. Yeah, poisonous. Yeah, that's yeah, it. So okay, be, yeah, yeah. So be careful. Don't, make sure you We're buy your magic. We're not advocating mag- that. I'm advocating if you ha- take magic mushrooms, buy them from a reputable dealer. <laughs> Someone that says magic mushrooms. <laughs> Definitely magic mushroom. Uh, so, yeah, you shouldn't take drugs. It's a bad No. One. So, you, I was in a double act and you were in a double act. Yeah. What's it like being in a double act where you actually like the other person? 
Well, I love my girl. I absolutely love her, and I miss her. I miss doing that bit, but in a way, really, we only did that as an extension of play. Yeah. Um, so and now we just get to play, with, you know, but on our own <laughs> in a room with other, you know, with our kids and her grandkids. She's got three grandkids. Right. I was with her grandchild today because right. her eldest daughter is my goddaughter, and she's just had a little baby girl. So I went round to have a little bite of her. I'm slightly jealous about the grandchildren. Yeah. So, but I think if I'm a godmother, surely then I'm a god-grandmother. Yeah, I, think I? That, I think that works. I think that's allowed, yeah. Really they occasionally go around, allowed to go around and sniff someone else's grandchildren. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I suppose you shouldn't really, should you, force your own children to have babies. <laughs> that, that's wrong, isn't it? I know it's wrong, yeah. but I can't help doing it. <laughs> and none of them are in the relationships that are right to have babies yet, but I don't really care about that. <laughs> I just want the I just want the baby. Well, I sort of think I have a baby now. It took me a long time to have a baby, yeah. and, uh, and and I sort of do feel people should just do it now because it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, how, how big is your baby? She's like twenty-one months. Is she? Yeah. God, that's really tiny. Yeah. So God, it's great, bugger. and you know you should just do it with whoever. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Great. You might That's as well. why I'm going, going well. home with that advice. Yeah, might as well. So go yeah. and take that to your, your own and get some grandchildren. Uh, and why was I telling you that? <laughs> oh, because, because of Jennifer, that's yeah. all, yeah. Yeah, no, we always... Well, we were friends first. I know, that but helps. a lot of double acts... I mean, this happens a lot, that a double Isn't act... Isn't it just men that fall out? Is it probably? That's what I, I wanted know. to ask, whether you think it is a male... Comp- um, because are you, are you not... Do you, are you competitive with each other when you're doing solo stuff? Um, I suppose I was a bit surprised that how much success she had on her own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a cocktail of strange emotions. It's weird that. when... When you're the really funny one and the other one goes on to be more successful, that is the, the kind of straight. The straight one goes on to me. That doesn't make sense. Oh, you see, I'm wondering which one you're talking about. Now. <laughs> um, I do remember when she she won a big award, I think, for um, for Ab Fab, I think the first series or something. And I thought, you know, I better be generous about this. And um, <laughs> and I sent her some flowers. And forgive my language, but this is I did send her flowers that just said. Very, very happy for you. Congratulations, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she got it. She got it. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, you know, I suppose she's like a sort of sister. I've never yeah. had a sister, but she's like a sister where you're delighted and a little bit jealous, but good jealous. And um, But I have, that, I have those kind of, that kind of envy that is also pride and delight at the same time. In lots of other female comics, yeah. I had it with Morwenna Banks. She came up with an amazing character that was a funny little girl. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Character blame. I thought, ah, I should have done that. How did you do that? That's a great idea. And I had it with Victoria Wood and people where you think, ah, oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. And, and you have a little moment of it, don't you? But then, if you're female, you get over it. Then it goes on for it. 20 years. No. <laughs> then you let it go and you get over it. And you go, but that's why I think in that... What that generosity there's a real generosity in your in your book about other people and you know it's well, what, why wouldn't you be though I don't understand that no, it's so unpleasant to live in a kind of <laughs> unkind mean-spirited place I, I can't and most people are very kind to me yeah. I can't understand why you wouldn't be that back and actually when I felt un, unkind things about some people in my life normally 
killing with massive kindness just helps me to be left in a much better place. That's, that's what I feel. So it's selfish in a way. Did you come out of it thinking, yeah, I was kind to you. Cunt. <laughs> oh, let's just say cunt. Uh, anyway. But did, uh, did Absolutely Fabulous start as a, as a French and Sullivan sketch to begin with? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, um, so that must have made you furious. No! <laughs> <laughs> what you forget is that I am on the credits. Yeah. So I'm not furious. <laughs> I just built a new conservatory. <laughs> the Absolutely Fabulous Conservatory. <laughs> I didn't have to do anything with it. It's an old rope. Um, she did all the work, and I, you know, just, that's true. yeah, that's good. yeah, and she and she's kind again about that, you know, because really, ultimately, we wrote a, a sketch, and it was a very, it was, I think it was the longest sketch we'd ever done. It was something like twenty three minutes, right? The sketch, which was, you know, un, unusual. Yeah. But in those days, we also we had control over things like that in our show. We used to edit stuff. So if we want something very fast, we do it. If we want something long. We do it. Yeah. And sometimes unwisely. We used to fight for things to be long and say, yeah, but we weren't looking for laughs in this. It's not that kind of sketch. It's the kind of sketch people need to think about. Total tosses. You know, but at the time we would fight, you know, yeah. tooth and nail to keep something unfunny in if we thought it was mattered. But anyway, that's that sketch. Jennifer was particularly great in that sketch. And I played her daughter. I never was going to be able to be Safi yeah. when it came to it, you know, because I don't think I can be Jennifer's daughter, to be honest. <laughs> Although, isn't it weird that if you tell people things, like, for instance, in Vicar of Dibblius, it just reminded me, the man who, like Gary Walthorn, who plays David Horton, right, and then um, James Fleet is his son. Yeah. James Fleet, I think, I don't I'm sorry, James, if I get this wrong, is something like four years younger than yes. Gary Walthorn. Yeah. But if you say, this is the father, this is the son, yeah. everybody goes, well, okay. <laughs> I just believe you. It's the magic of show business. Yeah, I know, it's bonkers. <laughs> so I might have been able to play her daughter, even though I'm a year older than her. But I think it was better to have Julia do it. Yes, I think so. um, and when you, cause you, when you went to do this stand-up show on your own, do you ever yeah. done anything on stage on your own? Uh, I did a play. I did a play called My Brilliant Divorce. Um, uh, but, you know, that was something written by somebody else and you know, I had to play lots of different characters in it. Um, and it was very much a play. Um, whereas this, not really stand-up, to be honest. I haven't got stand-up music in me. Weirdly, I can't, I can't do stand-up. I mean, I can play a character who's a stand-up, yeah. if you like, and I've done that before. I've written a character that's a stand-up. But I don't, I can't, I've never really think, done stand-up. I think if you're standing on stage, it doesn't have to be gags to be stand-up. If you're doing a, you're doing a theatrical show, but it's yeah. a one-person show, and it's a, you know, even if it's a lots of serious bits... But there is a kind of, there's a kind of gagometer, isn't there? Or there's a music that goes with stand-up that goes something like this. In my head, this is how it goes. <laughs> 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 Not of my gigs. <laughs> but it, you know, I had this. Well, I had a similar thing in that I, I really believed I could only do stuff with other people, and then I, I sort of had to force myself to perform solo. So I just wanted. Was it? A, was it a conscious decision to do that? Was it a um, difficult shift to make that, or was it? No, I knew I wanted to tell this story. I knew yeah. it was my story. I knew I'd have to be up there on my own. I, I did want to see if I could. 
hold an audience for, I mean, a couple of hours in the end. Yeah. But um, I knew it would have to have, for me anyway, it would have to have a kind of narrative drive in it, and it would have to have uh, funny stories uh, to make the other stories palatable, if you know what I mean. Because <laughs> I, I talk in that show a bit about, you know, my dad committed suicide and stuff, so I talk a bit about that. And I guess if I'm going to take an audience to a genuine... Or a difficult, painful place like that. Yeah. It's my job to cheer everybody up afterwards. But weird things happened with this show, which was things like I decided to talk, you know, in the first act of this show, I kind of introduced everyone to my family, various people in my family, who I'm then going to knock off in the second part of the show because, you know, they're dead now. Trump's your cat. <laughs> um, orphan. Just because we keep coming back to that, just go for the sympathy. But anyway, um, I, I know that's what's going to happen and all that. I don't want to be manipulative about it, but I need to kind of prepare people for it a bit. And I realised that I put... I did this difficult stuff about my dad and then I told stories about my mum. Now, my, you know, instead of... I cherry-picked stories, obviously, otherwise we'd be there all night. Certain stories about m- m- madness of my mum, you know, the kind of crazy side of her, so that we can all have a laugh to get over what we've just had to sit through, if you like. But then I realised one day I was in the car, and this was several weeks in, so I can't pretend that I was clever enough to thread this in correctly in some clever way. But I just thought, God, that's what happened in life. My mum cheered us up. Right. My mum picked us up after this awful tragedy. Yeah. And now she's doing it again in this show. But, you know, it's not an entirely rounded picture of my mum, but it, it serves the right purpose. And, yeah. I, and I just thought, oh, that's, I like that resonance. I like that. That feels authentic. That's yeah. right, yeah. Have you seen yeah. David Bedeal's uh, Yeah, show? I did. Yeah. Weirdly, he was at the Vaudeville um, the week before I went in with, in this last week. We'd just done it a week ago so that we could film it. Yeah. Because um, we couldn't film it before because of the weird vertigo wobblies yeah. that were going on. Um, and I went to see his show and I thought, isn't this interesting? People of a certain age, I mean, he's younger than me, but people of a certain age are feeling interested in talking about their actual lives now. Instead of yeah. lives as jokes, it's lives as lives with yeah. real stuff in yeah. You know, but good and very genuinely touching show that he yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, it sounds similar, you know, in that it's, I mean, his is very, I mean, brutally honest in places. It is, yes. But then very funny as well. Absolutely, yeah. Within, but within. but he is a stand-up, you yeah. see. <laughs> so it, when it comes to the jokes in his show, it's got that music bit. Whereas mine is just, I think, I think it's storytelling. That's what I think it is, you know. Yeah. Which And is there a difference in stand-up? I don't know. I mean, there are... Uh, they're all different types stand-up like when you started in stand-up there were literally so many different types of stand-up but I think maybe stand-up has kind of homogenised into being two or three different things now yeah. but like in the 80s the, I mean I sort of taught, caught the tail end of some of those acts who would <laughs> who were smashing records or yeah. melting ice yeah. as their act and yeah. like bona fide crazy people yeah, who managed were. to make yeah, managed to make 100 pounds at night and yeah. and live off of that yeah and it was a very was and you could do two gigs a night you yeah. could do three yeah um, and you could do that seven nights a week yes and you know what was very weird was that the, when we were at the comic strip doing live comic strip we, at one point we did do seven nights a week and jennifer and i entered fiver a night right right a fiver each a night so so french and saunders cost 10 quid a night right we, uh, after about six weeks, there was a bit of a meeting, a bit of a democratic meeting where we all sat down to discuss something. I think someone from Channel 4 wanted to film some of it or something. Yeah. And we discovered the boys were on hundreds and hundreds of pounds. <laughs> and it was Rick, actually, who stepped up and said, I think it's time the girls aren't the same as us. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? That, that, that was, you know, six months in. Yeah. 
Maybe they thought we wouldn't last, I don't know. <laughs> but we didn't know. We just thought, five quid? That's great. <laughs> Seven times five? That's 22 pounds. <laughs> it's, well, it's kind of interesting that it was also right on and that, that, <laughs> that was let go for a while before someone yeah. went, well, maybe we should... Dreadful, really. I mean, and they were very apologetic when they yeah. found out, bought us lots of beers. That's not that's not the money though, is it? No. No. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm going to show, I will ask you some emergency questions because I could just... Oh, yeah. Emergency um, They're emergency questions. This is what, emergency. what is the emergency? Well, what do just, you fear, Richard? It's usually my own uh, running out of something mm. to, to say or becoming too big a fanboy. Uh, That's so okay. I, I'll, uh, I will... I was hoping you might lick me up the legs by the end of the evening. <laughs> you know, I mean, in a nice way, in a respectful way. I, like like, like you do for your elders. You know? <laughs> my wife's almost... Well, I did on the Duke of Edinburgh's award scheme. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, actually, I want, I want to ask you this one because I'll be interested. In, if you know, have you seen uh, the uh, film The Human Centipede? No. Do you know what it's about? No. no. I'm afraid. Tell me what it's about. Well, the question is: if you had to do a human centipede with two other people, you're in the middle. Which two people? You can choose the people. Which two people? At, and at which end would they go? So they get. The human centipede. It sounds unsavoury. It is very unsavoury. It's more yeah. unsavoury than anything you can imagine. Is it? It's a film. Not than anything I can imagine, Richard. I, well, you don't know what I can imagine. <laughs> I think this is about as bad as it gets. It's a film in which um, a man kidnaps some people uh, yeah. and uh, without their consent, it's really wrong. If you want to do this, please ask for consent. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he uh, sews the uh, anus of one person to. The mouth to the eight, so the person at the front's on all fours, yeah. and then the next person behind has their mouth 
sewn yeah. to the anus of that person, right. and then the next person does oh, the I same. Do, I do so hate you, it when that happens. You, yeah. uh, but you, it's going to happen to you, Dawn, and you're in the middle. It's never happened to me. But it's going to in this question. I would choose. You, you want choose, to know who I would choose? Yeah, someone to eat the shit of and someone to shit into the mouth of it. <laughs> You'd be shitting the shit of the person you've eaten the shit of as well as your own shit. Mm, now you've said that, I can't think of anyone. <laughs> Um, before that, I could think of some lovely safe people. Okay. Like Wayne Sleep and Rylan. <laughs> Those are the people I would choose to have front and back. It's got such big teeth. But I would you want Rylan at the them. back? I wouldn't be saying to them. Okay. And I wouldn't be interacting with their feces in any way. That is What's kind wrong of, with you? That's a big <laughs> What's happened? What happened in your childhood, Richard? You've got a lovely wife and a baby. I didn't write the Do you talk to your baby with that filthy potty mouth? <laughs> yeah. My, my daughter's just started to find farts funny. Yeah. But the problem is they're my farts. Yeah. And so, like, when I go, every morning I go in, it's early in the morning, and I fart, and she laughs. Yeah. And she's got this game where she can get this dog around in outer space. It's like a, it's an astro dog. And it gets yeah. to a planet that farts. And when it gets to that, she goes, Dada. <laughs> so you've come to symbolise just a huge yeah, part. Just, yeah. doesn't really like me yeah. very much. And that's charming for how long, do you think? <laughs> just for some babiness and not much further than that. I've got some great questions here. Yes. But I'm, I'm Make gonna, them not as I'm disgusting gonna, okay. as the last one. I'm trying to look for one that isn't disgusting. Yeah. If you... I'm not even started reading this one. Let's see where it goes. If you had to drink the entire contents of a well-stocked sperm bank... <laughs> Oh, it turned out to be disgusting. <laughs> or be placed in a coma for ten years where everyone thinks you're not conscious but you actually hear and feel everything. <laughs> Which option would you take? Those? It's an early taxi. <laughs> early one. Yeah, I think I'd rather be unconscious. Would thanks. you? Yeah. Because I think in that option you're still going to end up drinking a lot of sperm. <laughs> no, it's... Uh... I'll try and find you're, a nice you're one. You're much more horrid than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll ask a nice one. Um, have you ever flown a kite? <laughs> so now you've turned into Mary Poppins. Um... Down, in, down in Cornwall. Oh, you're just trying to be nice now and you don't it's even really mean official. it. It's fake. That's a fake That's question. That's one of my official... I can find it? it in here, yeah. It's a good question. Have you ever flown a kite? Have you ever flown a I, kite? I've never managed to get a kite off the ground and up, but I've taken over when it's in the air. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I know that's slightly girly. And no, I'm, that's I'm good. slightly ashamed of that, but I, I feel like I'm in the safe company and forgiven by others for not getting the kite off the ground. Yeah. But I could if I wanted to. Yeah, no, it's difficult. I, I, find, it, I find it difficult. Whereas I'm... some of the other questions, I couldn't if I wanted to. <laughs> Even if I wanted yeah. to. Then I just thought you lived down in Cornwall. There must be some good yeah. kite-flying kite conditions down there. Well, I live on a cliff in yeah. Cornwall, so yeah. you, don't, you don't fly a kite on a cliff. That's the ideal place to do them. No, 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 you need running space, don't you? And there's another thing I don't do. <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't you love to run? If you didn't have bosoms, you could run. That's what I would. If I could be, this is a question. Yeah. You should ask emergency okay. question. What you know? Who would you like to be? What body would you like? If you just had twenty-four hours to be in a different body. Because yeah. I like my body. I don't really want to be in the, in anybody else's body. But in order to run really fast. 
like just keep running like have long legs that just run like the wind and no bosoms flapping about <laughs> that can injure you um I would love that who yeah. is that who, who is that whose um, body is that I just if I had 24 hours I'd go for the bosoms would you <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'd go for the flapping bosoms. Would you? Yeah, I'd love that. They are a source of constant entertainment, <laughs> yeah. I have to say. It's amazing that I leave the house, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I know. I'm very happy in my own company. Have you ever been to the uh, Shipwreck Museum in Cornwall? In, uh, where, where did we go? Where Pole Darts filmed? Uh, Charlestown? Yeah. Is there a shipwreck museum? Ship I think there is, there yeah. Is, yeah. I was no, there. I haven't been there. Is it oh. good? No, it's not very good, but it's, I, uh, I should give it... It's very... There's a lot of stuff in there. Is there? It's like a museum museum, because some of the exhibits are so old, it's like going to an old museum yeah. to see. okay. So yeah. you can... It's, that's quite I've been to a couple of very good museums like that in Cornwall. Well, yeah. mm, there's a model village, which isn't really a model village, in, um, in Polpero, right. which is just in a bloke's backyard, and he's got some bricks and painted them, <laughs> and he recreates the, uh, the flood of... 1950 something, right, okay. uh, by throwing a bucket of water down <laughs> on top. Pay £2.50 for that. You get, once you're down in Cornwall, though, there's not much you can do, is there? Like, no, so no, if no. you go to the tourist attraction, you go, this I'm is all we I'm delighted to see that. Yeah. And, but there is a scary museum in Boscastle, which is the Witches Museum, if oh, you've been there. I haven't. I where you go and think, that's funny, and you think, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really genuinely is shockingly yeah. frightening. There are puppets and things that have been made. Oh, I want, we have to go back. I love Cornwall, though. It's yeah, well, I love the, the West best. Country. Of course you do. Yeah. Because you're from Cheddar. Yeah, I mean, Cheddar's barely in the West Country, but it's... Compared to Cornwall, I mean, it's so far away, isn't it, Cornwall? Cornwall is a long way You've away, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have great. to do this. Um, there's, this is a thing I have to do. Um, I have I'll ask you as a question, yeah. Why are you uh, saying do you, you have, have to an, do, do, it? do you have an accountant at the moment who looks after your stuff? Yes, yeah. I do, thank you. Well, I Why, are, you are, are you offering me no, one? No, I was going to say, if you didn't have one, I was going to recommend that you, uh, you <laughs> use the Harsh Singh, uh, who's a sole practitioner, chartered accountant, <laughs> offering accountancy, payroll and tax return completion, <laughs> service to small businesses. So you are sponsored tonight, <laughs> you by this person? Harsh Singh. Are they, are they in this? I don't, know, I don't think they're here. I think, you, I, mean, I, forgot to, I think he lives in Reading or somewhere like Harsh Swindon. Harsh Singh. Harsh Singh, yeah. His first name's Harsh. But, you know, don't be racist. Uh, and uh, my... Right have a first name, Mr. Harsh. Harsh, yeah. My company name is F- HF Singh and Co. Limited. In Reading? I can't remember where it is. Well, let's look it up. Because I've got the... Uh, I've got the uh, address here. You never know. You never know. HF Singh, yeah. which is S-I-N-G-H, uh, and uh, I've already visited there, and co.uk. Uh, that, I'm glad there isn't a camera on there that shows what the suggestions that come up <laughs> are before that. Do this? Is, uh, I don't own one of these. Do you not? No, I know. I'm a bit of a. I know. Leather. It's really good. You can put podcasts and I, stuff well, up. Well, I have the... got an iPad, so have I can go on the goggle, but I don't. Um, that's all I use it for. You <laughs> um, can ring him on plus four four. I don't give that. Is there a picture? Uh, there isn't. There's a picture of a nice lady oh, there. Oh, harsh. He looks to me like he set up his own I'd website. Like to know, and, just so I can uh, use his name. He's used some stock footage. He's got some. Look, look at the pens those men are using. That's the kind of guy. Yeah, they use pens. Yeah. They've, They've got nice suits. Stuff. There's some women laughing. There's people. I imagine if you go to Harshing's office, it's just yeah, like this. Yeah, they do graphs. Yeah. <laughs> We're having fun looking yeah, at them. Yeah, they know how to do a pound uh, sign. <laughs> they're, they're qualified, obviously. You can contact him. He's uh, oh, he's in Slough. 
Oh, he's near, no, the hospital, near the hospital. Then. I can't. Near the hospital. I'm afraid. No. He would like to use. He Not might snap. give you a discount. Not snap. no, never. <laughs> he sounds good though, doesn't he? He's amazing. Yeah. How much I, is he giving you for that? Not that much, really, given how much time we spent on it. <laughs> but if you're in the Slough area and looking for a child accountant, you're a small business. I hope this works for me. You can't. I'm not that good an accountant if he thinks it's worth spending 200 quid on that, is it? That's... So have you already had the 200 quid? Yeah. All right, so you can say whatever yeah, you like. Man. And does he know that you can say anything he you does. like? He does. I man? think he would like it. Really? Yeah, I think that's the kind of guy Harsh is. Okay. I like Harsh. I know. He's, a mem- he's a memorable name, Harsh Singh. Uh, he yeah. emails me sometimes. Hi, Harsh. Hope I'm saying that right. Um, I had to meet his brother soft. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it true that you're going to take over the bake-off with Jennifer? No. Thompson? As Jennifer said, bollocks. I said bollocks. <laughs> Um, I don't. I think that's because they really well. A couple of things, of course, they wanted to create a little stir, didn't yeah. they? Really, and I think it's because what other two girls are there working together? I, don't, I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, they just thought, oh, the other two, then the, old, the older <laughs> two, get them. Um, absolutely not. I don't. Yeah. I, you know, no. I mean, it's a bit of a poison chalice to take that job. Well, anyway, it'll probably work perfectly nicely yeah. for on the other channel. It'll be a different thing, but. Yeah. They don't have to get many viewers to be very pleased. No. <laughs> so, you know, so it's all right. Well, they've made lots of money. Yeah, it's all right. So and Mary nice. will get her own thing and Man yeah. and Sue will get their own things and everybody will be happy. Yeah. So it's only about cakes. It's just a programme about cake. Yeah. You probably get free cakes, as many cakes as you yeah, want. Yeah, but I can get that if I want. Well, maybe not free, but I'm yeah. happy to pay for cake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be known as a cake freeloader ever. No. I wouldn't mind. If you're watching, I'll do it. So, I know a lot of people think, oh, whoever does that, what a Judas. I'll do it. Yeah, no, what they'll do. I'll do it if you can get Stuart Lee to do it. I'll do it. (laughs) I'll do it for free. Just to look at his face. Do you think that they they think, oh, Richard Herring, he's a lovely man. Um, Let's go and have a look at his podcast and see what sort of a bloke he is. Then they'll come across the centipede. And that's you. That's you finished it with is. the bake-off. You're done. Luckily, I've created so much stuff on the internet that it's hard to find. The, the journalists would have to work very hard and work, you know, do some proper work, <laughs> which they don't like to do. Loads. They have to listen to hours and hours of stuff to yeah. get, admittedly, top the stuff that will mean stuff. I'll never work on TV. <laughs> but, you know, I think I could become a politician. I could you know, try and turn the political situation around. They go, oh, no. no. That thing Look I said. Dirty <laughs> things he says. That might come up. So, Stuart Lee. Yeah. Do you, it's, it's all over, is it? Um, I think so, Is there yeah. hatred no, in the room? No, no, no. It's just awkward? Um, is it awkward no, now? Not. Probably quite it's awkward not, now, what I'm asking you. No, it was a bit weird the last time I had him on here, but he's, uh, but apart Didn't from that... Didn't he come on? come on here, yeah, we're still all right, we're okay. I mean, I never want to see him or speak to him again, but apart, <laughs> apart, from, apart from that, we're, we're really good. Do you have happy memories? Yeah, well, sort of, it was so, I think we worked... We worked really hard, and it was, and we were right in each other's pockets all the time. So it was yeah. very difficult, and we were friends when yeah. we started. But then you're working with someone all the time, yeah. and we're quite different. So I don't, I kind of, it, fla- it flashed by so fast that I sort of, re- I regret that we didn't sit back and enjoy it a bit more, you yeah. know, when it was happening. Because yeah. you sort, when you get, when you're young, you think, oh, this is, good, this is fine, this has happened, this and this. But do you admire his brain and stuff? Nah, I know, I know, I know, he's not clever at all. Oh, you do. <laughs> 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 I know him in real life. I, he just uh, took all the things I said and then just 
made him longer. That's all he did. So that's. <laughs> I think when you work in a double act, you have to do a massive amount of compromising. Yeah. And you, you also have to kind of take a measure of each other all the time. We kind of, without ever saying it, we decided never really to row very much. Yeah. We, you know, you just think, oh, I'm going to back off here. This matters enough to you. All right, we'll yeah. do it that way. I think and we, she would do the same the I think we'd been... I mean, you were young when you met each other. But we, I think we were just too... I think we were still going at each other over really insignificant stuff. And maybe it was working out of a... The sexual tensions he felt for me. He tried to masturbate me with a venture Lucas dummy. And it's. Did he? Yeah. Uh, and. I'm strangely the, aroused. It was, it was not, I had the dummy on last week, you could have met him. But uh, it's. Uh, um, but no, I think it's. I think we really argued about things that there was no point in arguing yeah. about. And I think if we were to work together now, yeah. then you would just go, yeah, well, who cares? Well, the boys at the comic strip threw beer at each other and yeah. stuff like that and had sort of weird manly rows that they. Um, well, are they manly? What's manly about them? Um, they, they would hold grudges for a long time until then. And then they had a big pat on the back and a bit of a cry, and then they'd get on with it. Yeah. And usually Jennifer and I would be the ones negotiating that because it's just too much tension otherwise. Yeah. 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 But I think it's interesting, all that stuff. But I think that's interesting. And there are definitely double acts that, are, you know, I think Anton Deck. Um, yes. Who are the, yes. They seem to be genuinely yes. friends yes. with they each other. They live next door to each other, yeah. don't they? We've decided. Yeah. I don't even know that as fact, but I've decided it. Yeah. So there are people who generally love each other and want to spend it. I just think yeah. it's very difficult if you want to. You know, you've got together for a, a, diff, for a different reason in a way. You know, if you, yeah. you've got together to work and then it becomes a job. Yeah. Well, the way I know that I love Jen so much is because I don't get to see enough of her. Right. In fact, I saw her this week and. Because I've had this horrible cold, I said to her, oh, we were going to go out and grab a bit of supper together. And I said, oh, I just feel rubbish. She said, oh, I'll, I'll bring a takeaway round to you. And so she came round to my flat. And we literally tucked our feet up, ate rice takeaway, and watched Bake Off. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah. Yeah. Shouting at everyone on there. I reckon if you went and wrote to them and said, can we do it, they'd say, yeah. Never going to happen. <laughs> Never going to happen. Um, and you've been uh, there's lots of I mean there's so much to talk to you about yeah. um, but uh, you've done well, I don't know why I wasted my time with all that human centipede stuff now, yeah, now yeah. I look back on it yeah, you're ashamed seemed, of yourself it seemed, it seemed almost gratuitous you feel like a lesser man no I feel better <laughs> <laughs> um, you've done opera and Shakespeare yeah I have yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't, you know, when you say you've done opera, yeah. that sounds like I've sung an opera. And I have to say, for one tiny little nanosecond, when that opera came, when the offer of the opera came through, it was a Donizetti opera um, at the Royal Opera House. Yeah. Um, and they asked me if I would play, you know, Le Marquise de Krakenthorpe in it. I thought, woohoo, <laughs> this sounds great. And there was just a little deluded moment when I thought, yeah, they've realised that I am a great. <laughs> <laughs> How do they know? Are they in my bathroom? Because that's when I'm really great. Yeah. Um, and in my car. Yeah. You know, um, um, and then I realised, no, it's, it's the comedy talking part. <laughs> and then I had a bit of um, a wake-up call because it's in French, obviously, and I thought, oh, well, yeah, I can speak, I did A-level French, I can manage a bit of French. And it was a French director, and I went along and started doing the French. I'd learned it off by heart, and they just started laughing a lot at the French, and they called it franglais. Oh. They said I was speaking hilarious franglais. <laughs> so then I had to pretend that, that, was, that was my intent all along. <laughs> just, I'm not very French at all. <laughs> just dying inside, thinking that was my best French. <laughs> Obviously no good. It's, oh, ironic when you think of my name. <laughs> it is. <that> yeah. is. <laughs> 
It must have been, yeah, some ancestor couldn't do it either, and someone thought, yeah, let's call him for it. It's like Little John, hilarious, yeah. old, old school, yeah. hilarious names. Yes. Um, and so you are in Midsummer Night's Dream? I was. You were yeah. bottom? I was bottom yeah. in that, yeah, which is great. Gave yeah. my bottom yeah. on the West End stage. If you had to sew that. your bottom to the mouth of no. Stop it! <laughs> the character! You're a dirty, horrid boy! <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, yeah we, we had a good team doing that. Um, and we did it for, I don't know, we did it for three months or something. Um, it was weird being a girl doing bottom because yeah. you had to fall in love with um, Jeff, um, oh, name of actress, wonderful Titania. actress. Red, yes, Titania, but the lovely actress who played it. Redgrave. No, daughter, not daughter of Vanessa, daughter of Corinne. Gemma, thank you. Yeah. Um, um, God, don't, please don't tell her I had to think. She listens that. to this. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, and um, it was weird because we had sort of not sex scenes exactly, but fancying scenes. Yeah. But she was, you know, she was full of potion, wasn't she, in her yeah. eyes? And so yeah, it was good fun. I like that. A lot. Do you find, I mean, with a with a play, I just sort of think, does it get does it just get boring or is it still all right? I I like doing the same thing yeah. every night. I, I quite like it because I think you can get better at it all the time. You can hone it. Jennifer hates it. We did one play together and sh- the shock on her face when she had to return the next night <laughs> and do it again. And we did it for, I, I think we did it for four months. Right. And she was in hell. She just hated it. And whereas I really loved it, but I spent all the time cheering her up. And I'm persuading that we do something a little bit different the next night. We had to do things like we had a kissing scene in it actually. Do two women who get a bit drunk and say, Oh, if only I could fall in love with you, everything would be alright, get rid of this guy. And, um, so I would start passing messages to her um, in the kiss, little things that she could ping pong balls, um, anything, anything she dared to pass in my mouth. But I could put them out just before the kiss and get into her mouth, and nobody would see it in the audience. Very unprofessional, isn't it? <laughs> Very unprofessional. But I do things like that just to keep her interest. But she's never done a play since. No. It was so terrible for her that she just didn't do anything. I think I'd just find if you're doing someone else's thing, you can't mess around. You mess around a bit, you can't really mess around. Yeah, no, you can't. But, 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 but I there's around. another thing going on, which is yeah. that you get it better and better and better and better. Yeah. And actually, by the end of the run, you think, oh, we're doing it so much better than at the beginning. Sure. Yeah, I went to see Grandpa play the musical, which is very good. Is it? Yeah, but I just thought for those people in that play, I would imagine that would drive some actors insane because it's like literally you going to work and. Well, there are people in the mousetrap who you know played the ingenue once yeah. upon a time and then now play the old dead person. Yeah. <laughs> because they've been doing it for thirty years. Imagine that. You wouldn't know it. Because there is a total fear that goes with not knowing a play. Yeah. And I still have those dreams. Do you ever have yeah, those no, dreams of not yeah. learning something? Have you done many plays? I did not for a long time. Lots of university and you know, bits and pieces. But yeah, I always have dreams about not learning that. I had a dream that uh, Paul McCartney was on this podcast uh, yeah. and I hadn't done any research into it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, oh, what's he done? And I was thinking, oh, that's quite good. I remember it's quite good stuff about him. He's quite famous. Uh, it's, uh, I was feeling really bad that I hadn't really researched it. And I have researched you. So, <laughs> yeah. That's imagine well, how have, I've done no research. You would have to say yeah. to Paul McCartney, welcome to Richard Herring Unprepared. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to call it something like that. Oh, you're a It's sort of be embarrassing not to know anything about Paul 
I asked him if, um, in my dream, well, in my dream, I asked him whether he was had been replaced by a lookalike in 1963 after a car crash, and he said he couldn't remember exactly reading his autobiography. Well, he didn't. It's nice inside my brain, unless he, unless he was dreaming and we just collided. So yeah. He was dreaming about me. When will Rich ask me to be on? Everyone, when <laughs> Uh, let's not talk about my dreams, where we have Paul yeah. French here. Uh, so, unless they involve Paul French, which... Unless we've all collided. In a big centipede kind of way. Oh. Oh. It's a bit like doing a dream sometimes, this podcast. Did I really say that? <laughs> <laughs> they can't talk French, can't have been here. Uh, so, um, is there, are you doing any more Roger and Val have just got in? No, oh. sadly not. Um, I, I love that. I yeah. love it. And, I, and the women who write it, um, Beth and Emma Kilcoy, the twin girls yep. from Sunderland. Um, they are oh, they're such clever people, but they are currently writing my first novel for Telly. Oh, right. So I, I won't let go of them because the writer is so good. Yeah. I loved making that show yeah. with Fred Molina. Um, something really weird happens with Fred Molina, by the way, when I'm just thinking about it. Oh, yeah. Fred Molina is a proper actor <laughs> where. Um, an extra thing happens, which is that when you're acting with him and you're in the room and you see his face up close, you think then, oh, that's pretty impressive. But when you look at the edit, even more things are happening <laughs> than you saw with your own actual eyes. <laughs> How mad is that? <laughs> that it must be like some see, this. It's the X factor, isn't it? It's the other thing. Yeah. I haven't got that. Well, what you see is what you get. What's happening in the room is what you get and nothing extra. You look at you and you're going, why is that woman looking at his face so much and being impressed? <laughs> What's going on with that? But What's he is going? an extraordinary actor yeah. and, uh, and I loved making that and it was so touching yeah. you know, to have a piece which is sort of on so many layers, if you like, and about loss, really, about loss. And people coping with it and a couple that really love each other and are just trying to get through. Yeah. But because the, the end of the second series um, it's not really a spoiler as it was years ago now um, you know a child comes into yeah. that house and so they suddenly have everything they yeah. wanted so it's you know yeah. it, it's the right ending there's nothing further to say no, it's, it's, so is the, is the book The According to Yes is that the one no no read? it's uh, the first novel I wrote which is called A Tiny Bit Marvellous oh yes and uh, there's a family in there and um, the, uh, the Kilcoyne sisters are writing that for, for telly and you're going to be in that as well? No, I'm too old to be the uh, mum in that. You know, I, write, I especially write characters that, uh, that I can't play. I, don't, I mean, I don't write books so that I can be no. in them. You know, I, don't, I, you know, I have a thought, think about it, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm too old to play that. <laughs> uh, so according to Yes is about uh, a nanny... It's about a nanny. And is this based on your... That's the latest novel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was a nanny in... Well, I wasn't really a nanny. That's wrong to say that. I went... I was lucky enough to win a scholarship to go and study in um, New York for a year when I left school. This is with the English-speaking um, union okay. who, who hosted all this de- debating society and stuff. And I, my drama teacher, the one I had such a huge crush on, um, encouraged me to do this debating at school. And Michael Foote, who was our local politician in yeah. Plymouth, um, who played number 99 for Plymouth Argyle. <laughs> who are we? Green Army. And... Um, <laughs> Um, uh, Michael Foote was there on this particular night. Anyway, I, I managed to win a place on this scholarship when only 15 kids went from this country to America and 15 kids from America came to this country. 
And it wasn't a direct swap, but various schools had agreed to have these kids. And they asked you on the, on the questionnaire, you know, where you wanted to live in America. And I'd only lived in, well, I'd lived around the country with my dad and stuff, but I hadn't lived in London, I hadn't lived, lived in big cities or anything. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to ride horses, of course. So I put Oklahoma, <laughs> um, Kansas. Um, I, I wanted to go to big, wide-open plains or where I thought you'd ride horses with big saddles. And, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, every other kid put New York. Every other kid <laughs> put New York as their number one choice. And they perversely gave me New York. <laughs> right. And, and, so I, and I was furious that I was going to New York. But of course, New York. Yeah, yeah. So I landed in New York at age 18. Right. And I remember being on the plane and thinking, nobody knows me there. So I'm going to pretend to be like really confident British girl, I'm going to be in control of everything. Let's see if I can convince people that this is who I am. And it was a very weird thing that worked yeah, out for me, right. that they believed it. And then I, my own courage kind of caught up with that confidence a bit. It was very weird. Anyway, I lived with a family there, and I went to school in New York. And, um, but I had no money. I ran out of money very quickly, mainly because I was eating pizza. As, on, you know, they have pizza shops you can buy a slice yes, yeah. on every corner. So I bought a slice on every corner. <laughs> and I just got fatter and fatter and fatter. And I was so happy. I could not have been happier. Um, dripping cheese. It was just oh, <laughs> bloody lovely. And, um, but I ran out of money. I think I took something like 300 quid, which I'd earned as a chambermaid in working in Devon in Sulcombe. Yeah. Um, and my dad had given me a bit of money. Um, but I, it ran out very quickly. So I was going to have to come home because I had no money. And I thought, this can't happen, I've got to get a job. And my mates, uh, who I was at school with, said, you should do a bit of babysitting, and they pay very well, and they'll pay you very well, because you're British. So I got a job. I mean, I'd never looked after anybody's kids whatsoever, but somehow they just assumed I was Mary Poppins or something. <laughs> and, and I got a job where, you know, they give you the keys to their flat and the, and the charge of their child, yeah. you know. And, and quite a lot of money an hour to, to be a babysitter. So there was one particular guy who, um, oh, I better not name his son, but anyway, he was, he was something, something the third, his son. It was that kind of family. Donald and, Trump. Yeah. <laughs> and he, but was it, it was that kind of money, yeah, weirdly. Yeah. And um, he was getting divorced from his wife, and so he had his son every other week. And my job was to pick this little boy up from school, take him home, feed him, wait till his dad got home, which was normally quite late, a little bit drunk, uh, telling me all about how much he missed his wife and whatever. And it was very weird, all at age 18. And I felt very sorry for this little chap. So I, that's, that was kind of the scene that I mined for, for, for according to yes, yeah. really. Cool. And so is, is, is the novel writing something you... I love it. Yeah. I, I really love it, partly because I want to live in Cornwall. I want to be there with my husband and my kids yeah. down there. And, um, and I just found out that I, you know, I'd collaborated about everything I'd ever done in my life. And, you know, I collaborated at the comic strip and at uh, Girls on Top and Jennifer and you know, business that I have for clothes. I collaborated with another woman. And everything I'd ever done was that. Yeah. And I thought, oh, when I wrote that autobiography that you're talking about, I, I realised that I could visit my own head and be in control of every single word without any compromise whatsoever and I really like that I think I'm a, a shocking control freak That's what, and I didn't know that about myself until I sat and did some writing sure. so then I wanted to do more and more and more of it Great. Yeah. 
Right, so you're, you're incredibly good. Well, you're just good at everything. It's insane. And, <laughs> and you're the nice... I kind of wanted to get to find the nasty you inside. <laughs> and there doesn't seem to be... Mm, I, can, so, I can be less than fragrant <laughs> at times. <laughs> but, like, you are, you know, you're really loved by everyone. It must be a weird... It, when well, you're out I think about. it's because I played a vicar. I think that's I don't why. Think it, I mean, maybe, but I think with, even without that, I think it's just you must have a lovely life where everyone just loves you everywhere you people, go. Well, but very few people are horrid to me, that's yeah. true. And, I, and I've joined twatting um, uh, <laughs> uh, with the Twits uh, on, in November. Yeah. I've managed to kind of catch up with that. That's, that's about the extent of my IT skills. Yeah. And, and I know other people said to me, oh, you'll read lots of horrible things, you've got need to be turned... But, but I don't. <laughs> and I, I don't know what that is. Maybe somebody is getting rid of all that for me. I don't, I, that doesn't seem to come at me. Right. But well, I, I don't know why particularly, but it's, it's normally quite pleasant <laughs> on there. Well, it, it was, it's sort of weird with Twitter, because it started off being a very pleasant place to be, yeah. and then it's... Oh, maybe, maybe I haven't got to the Well, I know, but it, you know, I, I just think whoever you are, there's... People, there aren't. That's the one place in the world I think you might even get. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. Well, bring but it on. Now, I'm, now, I'm now. ready for it. Well, it's kind I'm of. I'm a fun. fighter. Yeah, I'm not scared. No. Um, and I will go in low and hard. I've got a brother. I've learned how to wrestle. Um, and I will bite. Yeah. I'm not scared to bite. I'll bite you, actually, and I wouldn't be afraid to. But I would bite you sort of somewhere around there. Yeah. And it hurts. I'm telling you now, it hurts. And I don't release. I'm like a little terrier. There you are, you found the dark underbelly of me. I'm quite violent. <laughs> so it's been all right, you've turned, it's turned out all right for you, hasn't it? Life's been all right? Yeah, oh, it's been great. I tell you, it's been, I haven't finished yet. No. If that's all right with you. I've still got a few well, more chapters. It's, it's 2016, so I just thought, just in yeah, case. Yeah, okay, fine, yeah. That's far. Once you're through 2016. is pretty good, yeah. yeah. And it changes, you know, everything changes along yeah. the way. I never thought I'd be remarried and have two extra kids and weird stuff like that. If you'd asked me that 15 years ago, I would yeah. never have known that would happen. But it does happen, you know, you have to be optimistic. Well, do you get free chocolate oranges? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do get given them. You, you gave me one well, earlier so today because people here. do leave them for me. People leave them for me in hotels. Really. <laughs> they leave them on the pillow. Chambermaids leave them for me sometimes. Am I ever... Am I upset about that? No, I am not. <laughs> I would have happily done that advert, just be paid in chocolate oranges. <laughs> yeah, they should have me back on that advert, don't you think? I, I really admired the fact that they had a fat woman advertising chocolate. I thought that was honest and good. Yeah. They haven't done that since. No, it's shame. true. It's a shame. It's shame. Yeah, it's wrong. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> run, out, run out of stuff to say. Okay. Uh, so no, I haven't. But I think we should let you. You know, th- thanks so much for doing this. I know you're oh. not very well. And yeah. Really well, I've just got a bit of a weird. You yeah. you had a cold, didn't you? I did. Well, like you know, you catch it's a sexually transmitted diseases. You catch <laughs> off your children. You hang know. on, hang on. <laughs> do we have the police ready? What do you In, What do you say? Yeah, you know, the ch- they're sexually transmitted diseases because you have to have sex to have the child, and then the child gives you loads of diseases. Oh, cleverly whittled away there. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have marched you myself to the police station then. So yeah, I've been I've been ill quite what, a lot. What diseases have you had? Um, just like horrible colds and yeah, I was, yeah, okay. I was sick the other week. But I think that was my fault. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I can blame the child for that one. Yeah. Um, so uh, never yeah. eat a child sick. Don't no, do that. Don't do that, don't do that no. Richard. If you're thinking about okay, it, no, good. 
There's love of your child, and then it's just a you know stage too far. Um, it's, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Oh, I wanted God. to have you on for ages. But really great. And I'm disappointed you haven't cried. And yeah. I'm disappointed. I've nearly cried a couple of times. Uh, and so that would have been even worse. If you'd made me cry, that would have been. Kirsty Walt would have been on the phone. If I'd known that was the intent, I'd have come out here especially to make you cry. I could still make you cry, but there'd be tears of pain. Yeah. Thank you. Do you want me to lunge at you and hurt you? Do you want me to bite your thigh? I was, quite, I was quite interested in that. <laughs> uh, when I met you at a party in the BBC, I was with my friend and you gave a, a quite expensive thing of makeup, so I'd like to thank you for that. She was very pleased. Oh, okay. So Good. You You're very nice. Oh, yeah, well, of course. Yeah. I've got two of them. You can have one. <laughs> I've got two kids. Do you want yeah, one of those? Well, yeah, okay. No, no, I don't no. think they're safe in your house. I'm scared now. <laughs> what with the diseases and everything. It's nice. I've got quite big adults, you know, not yeah. little kids. Shocking. Yeah. And I've got a son. Yeah. Imagine that. I know. Like a big fully cooked one. <laughs> that I didn't even have to raise until the last five or six years. Bloody gorgeous to have a son. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Although he did pick me up recently and break my ribs. Really? Yeah. Like literally broke them? Well, fractured them. I've yeah. said break just to get more sympathy. Yeah. Um, but that's nasty. I've had that. Tim Key made me jump onto a stool and they'd moved the stool and it hit me in the chest and I fractured one of my ribs. Did you? How were we then? 28 years, no, I was, uh, I, was, uh, I was about 39. Yeah. No, he picked me up on the beach because yeah. I was taking too long to get in the water and I just felt that pop, 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 like that. And I thought, ooh, ah. But I really didn't want him to feel bad so I went in for a swim, nevertheless. <laughs> and I was trying to swim near my husband going, puncture, punctured lung, punctured lung, like that. I don't want to upset him. But anyway, I went to the doctor the next day to get it all strapped up. Yeah. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, but I've tortured him about it ever since, so it's fine. <laughs> fine. Well, thank you so much for coming. No, in. I'm not going. Okay, we can stay. We can stay as long as you want. You can't see it. I can ask you more emergency questions. No, no, don't. Don't. It's <laughs> disgusting. A, I can find a nice one. There isn't a nice one, and you know it. How about, have you ever tried sushi? <laughs> yeah, but it's not my thing. No. It really isn't, is it's it? Weird, isn't it? It's a Come weird on. thing. Is it? Yeah. How about this? Oh, this is a good question. Have you ever seen a ghost? You're from Cornwall. Yeah, there must be ghosts. I haven't seen a ghost. Right. But Jennifer has. Mm. We moved into a house right, when we were students. And, um, and it was in Hampstead, near where Central School of Screech and Trauma is that we went to. And uh, she was in a room, and somebody used to come and sit on the end of her bed. She'd tell me about it. She says, bloke keeps coming and sitting oh no is it a woman I think it was a woman comes and keeps sitting on the end of my bed and I'm like yeah sure yeah, less of the weed Jennifer <laughs> um, and she never smoked dope by the way she never smoked dope <laughs> never um, and anyway she at one point we had to bring in like show and tell pictures of our family and stuff so her mum looked out some pictures and lo and behold there's her grandmother outside that very house her grandmother had lived in the very house we lived in as students. And then what do you think about that? Um, Spoon! That's quite, that's, it's quite an amazing coincidence, even on its own, it even is. without the sitting on the bed. Yeah. But, <laughs> but if you died, sadly, in a hundred years' time, yeah. uh, would you come back and sit on your grandchild's bed? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> that'd no, be, well, that'd be freaky. I'd love to see if they need a bit of... Controlling, yes, I would. <laughs> Actually, I would quite like to frighten people. Yeah, would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. 
But only like fleetingly, just yeah. fleetingly. Yeah. Like, did I see that? Didn't I? Well, that's what they do, isn't it? The ghosts. They keep it on the down low. Have you ever? Have you ever seen a ghost? No, they don't exist. So, uh... <laughs> have you ever felt that you're not alone in a in a big old spooky house? Um, I, I tend not to go into big spooky houses on my own. I stayed in one on the moor once when we were doing jam in Jerusalem and I was yeah. supposed to be writing during the day, so instead of staying at the pub with everyone else, I booked this house on my own. Right. It had big, thick walls like that. And honestly, I was not alone in that house. So I started to... Ooh, a bit mad. I started <laughs> to speak out to yeah. them. And I would come in the door and go, OK, okay it's your house. It's your house. I'm not staying very long. Just please don't let me see you. I don't want to see you at all. But I, 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 I've genuinely felt that other things were there. Yeah, but they didn't. They uh, didn't. They, they didn't appear never turned or say out anything or do anything. Exist, or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? Um, I've seen a Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I was married to Lenny Henry, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, I've seen a Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you. We're back next time with Tony Robinson. How do you like them sky potatoes? <laughs>
Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com slash ballback slash tour or RichardHerring.com slash gigs for all of the information on the tour. GoFasterStripe.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.